so I just got back from the airport, just got back from a really long work week that started off as a bunch of business meetings that turned into physical meetings that turned into me going to homecoming. And for all y'all that don't know, I represent the bluff where it's rough. So get tough. Um, it was so much fun and I, and my heart's just so full. So I said, you know, it is 104 in the morning and I got to be at work at eight, but you know, it's, it's homecoming. It's the week after homecoming. I'm still lit. I'm still ready. I still want to have fun. It's going to be a party. Catch me in the streets. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Identity Booth. And before we even get started, go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Check out the description if you want to hear this on Spotify or Apple Play, Google Play. We're all, you can find us on almost all the iPod things. And if you can't find me there, let me know and I'll add it to the list. You know, I'm trying to be acts of service, baby. It's homecoming weekend. I'm feeling it. But thank you guys so much for joining me. It really means a lot. My name is Hero. I'm your host. And this is the Identity Booth. And... You know, recently in the past, like we, we that, that identity booth is always trying to keep up with random cultures. But when you have so much love in your heart, you gotta you gotta talk about it. So I wanted to talk about my experience while I was at homecoming this last year, 2019, and just just how happy I was to return back to. You just, it's true, man. Sometimes you just want to go where where everybody knows your name, man. It, there's something about it, and HBCU. Historically black colleges, man. I'll fight for them any day of the week and I'll and I'll put it to the I'll go to bat for them. You know, they might not be the standards to some of these other schools, but some of them are really rocking. Howard is our Ivy League school. Fuck with it if you want to. But man, there's something to be said. If if you got this type of skin, there's something that needs to be you just gotta go. You got to experience it. You know, Beyonce did the homecoming thing. I thought to myself how strange, like she never went, but she did grow up in Houston. So she saw that lifestyle. You grew up in that city. It, it, there's, it can't, you can't describe it. You got to see it. You got to breathe it. You got to feel it. That, that to be loved. Like, I didn't know what it, like being loved by a community. That, that's, that's what you're looking for. To be loved by a community is what you get there. And and we're going to get into it all, but you know, I just want to first and foremost just, you know, say shout out and thank you to everybody that's doing anything for an HBCU. I really it really opened up my eyes to how like impactful people like me coming back, doing whatever I can do to help people in school and silently or with a little bit of a megaphone Thank you guys. Keep fighting. Keep pushing. Keep helping us learn. Keep helping people get there. LSU, NIU, Northwestern—they all—they all offered me partial scholarships. UAPB came and you know saved me, and and I, and I'm forever in their debt. As man, as rough as the bluff is, some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Thirty-one years of living. We're from the bluff, and I 
to be honest, I got I got pretty emotional this homecoming because it's not like I got to see all my football friends. I uh, really just got to see a few of them, but it, it, we'll we'll get into it. But man, thank you guys so much for like you know putting your hearts out there for the cause. HBCUs, man, love you. Um, coming home, I was I got off the plane from Little Rock. And I remember in 2000, 2015 and 2014, there were banners up of the football team. And like, I was on a banner in the Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton uh, airport, international airport in Little Rock. I was on a banner in there. And I always enjoyed walking past banner. And I always took it for granted because I thought it was something that would always be up there. And I got there this year and it was gone. But, you know, just knowing to look there. And that was the first, like, inkling or indication that things might be a little different for me at this homecoming. Because this isn't 2012 post-Super Bowl, post-NFL bullshit for me. This is 2019. The people who were me, they're, they're, they have quadruplets of me now. And it really didn't hit me till I made it to the bluff. And Pine Bluff, Arkansas is about 30, 45 minutes out south of Little Rock. And it's mostly known for factories, a paper mill, and the university. When the universe the university is literally the, the heartbeat of that city. And there's a very distinct smell about Pine Bluff. It comes from the paper mill. It comes usually when there's a lot of humidity in the air. You know it when you smell it. And it's not it's not a great smell, but you get used to it. And I smiled. <laughs> I smiled so big. I rolled down the window to embrace, like, to just hit, let it hit me. I wanted so many memories, so many fond memories, so many trials and tribulations have gone down in the bluff for me. We're talking about raised me. I, I loved it. Every minute of it. I I made the, ca- the callous mistake of like getting a room instead of just, you know, doing what I doing what I should have thought, doing what I should have known would have worked. Reaching out to my brothers. Shout out to my brothers for housing me. My bad for someone who wanted a room in Pine Bluff and couldn't get it because I bought them. Um, and it was, you know. Good friend of mine's. I post the picture up here. Uh, the big fella to the to the left of the short, muscular dude, or right, depending on who he is. Arrow point him out. That's my homeboy Art. He uh, he's my roommate, and through the course of our life, we've kind of switched places. I've become a little bit more docile. I've become a little more PG. Uh, Art out there being rated R. <laughs> rated R. Going out to nightclubs, puffing your smokes and sipping your wines. Art. That's what you was out there doing. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> no, we have a good time. But just the hospitality and just, you know, because that's your brother. You don't have to see each other every year. Uh, we go out of our way for each other. And, you know, I appreciate him, you know, taking me in and just letting me be in his space. Because I know I'm annoying as shit. I was annoying as shit in college. I'm annoying as shit now. And I just, like appreciate it just coming home and just being able to see things that have changed 
and seeing things that haven't changed. And some of those things are more depressing, like not depressing, but like encouraging. Like the yard is growing. The yard is getting better. The yard is getting healthier. But I think it needs people like us coming in. A big thing the yard needs to incorporate, that out-of-state tuition bullshit has to go. Because people like me would never go into UAPB if I was forced to pay out-of-state tuition. You're an HBCU. All HBCUs should have automatic in-state for any black student that meets your criteria. We're, we're, we already, we're like, we don't need any more restrictions. Legitimately, the whole entire purpose of the HBCU system was because we couldn't go to school with white people. Why are we restricting other black people by some weird odd metrics used to by PWIs? We need our enrollment to go up. It's no, the Pine Bluff shouldn't hold 2,300 kids. Pine, like Pine Bluff can hold 9,000 kids. And with that enrollment comes money, comes future opportunities, progression, growth of the campus. And the bigger the campus gets, the more live Pine Bluff looks. They're really trying out there with that go forward movement Pine Bluff. Uh, Brian Wadley is the face of that, I believe. He's a football player. He was one of my teammates. He was the only other science major on our team. So I, you know, always looked up to him for that. Pine Bluff's growing, but then it needs help. It needs help. And the help is going to come from people like me, people like you watching this. And, you know, you just don't go to pot. You, you pay your dues however you want to. I pay mine directly. Speaking of like playing directly, I went to Shipley's Donuts. Great spot. Check it out. There's a there was a little girl at the counter. It was her first job, and I knew it was her first job. She had a mouth full of metal. I've never seen so much metal in a little kid's mouth. <laughs> she was adorable. But like I just knew it was her first job. I was like, first job. And she said something to me. She's like, Yeah, I'm getting this job so I can start saving money to go to Pine Bluff. Like to UAPB. And it just warmed my heart. Like I, the, my donuts were like six forty two, and I definitely gave her twenty. Somebody do the math. That was her tip, and it was just it was it was a passion because this was a person who was born and raised in Pine Bluff and loved it so much that she didn't want to leave, that she wanted to continue to be there. So I really like gravitated towards that. And uh, let's talk about that 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 homecoming vibe. There, there's some. It's called the homecoming vibe. I call it the homecoming vibe. I don't know what dictates it. If you had beef with somebody in the past, if you, if you, if you're, if you're a little tight with your wallet, you're a little bit more forward coming with it. Like you're just trying to give out as many blessings as possible. You know, you're, you're, you're truly looking out for your community times 10. You're, you're overzealous about helping somebody. You're willing to give somebody $20 for six, for 60, for, for 12 donuts. Like, you're just overzealous about it. You know, I went to go grab some, like, uh, not paraphernalia, like, stuff from, from the tailgate plates. And, you know, I'm always, I'm reaching for my wallet. And people are like, your money's useless here. That type of love. That type of love. Your money's no good here type of love. Your, your presence is all we needed type of love. I didn't know how badly I was missing that love. I did not know because for because for a short while, I really felt lost. Like I found art and it was just legitimately me, uh, legitimately me and art 
for a good long while. We didn't see, I, I didn't see anybody that really just recognized me or that I recognized. And I felt really out of place. I was happy to be with my boy Art, but you know, usually I come to Pine Bluff with my group, my squad, like a bunch of football players. And you know, football players, come out, man. Come out. Like, I know y'all got a lot of responsibilities, and if that's what's holding you back, cool. Family man, family guys, y'all got more bigger fish to fry. But I definitely saw the amount of love. Pork Chop, you know, Pork Chop was busy. But he sent that I love you, brother, text. That's synonymous with our team. Like, man, it hit. That I love you hits differently when you ain't seen your boy in six years. And, and the most you can get from them, the most you can get from them just because of their responsibilities, I love you, text, man. And I love you, Chop. I appreciate you, man. I've That man has fed me. Fed me before he had his own kid. That's crazy. Thanksgiving dinners, that, man. <sighs> man. Uh, so I thought to myself, you know, go to the game. That feeling of dread would kind of hit me because there's something really unique about our class, 2013 class. It wasn't until Armstead made it to the league and like tenured, you know, 10 years in the league that they decided to go up and make a wall for, like, all the past athletes. But, you know, when that time came, people like me, I think Ray's on the wall, I'm not sure, but Arthur, a few people, Jigga, who made it to teams, me being in the Super Bowl, like, we didn't get our pictures up there. And it's not something that is, like, hostile for me. I, I don't really care. It's not how I define myself. Even at, like, TF North, they they so badly wanted to like buy a banner, a big banner, and put my face on it. And my yeah, this guy went here. I was like, how many books could that buy though? You know, like I don't need my face on anybody's banner. The internet is forever. Feel free to Google me. The pictures are still the same. And they were like, we appreciate your your concern. Like, but going back to the to the stadium. This isn't the stadium I grew up in. There was no AstroTurf. There weren't no big jumbo signs. There weren't state-of-the-art cameras everywhere. It didn't look pretty like this. It's, it looked familiar, but it didn't feel familiar. And it didn't dawn on me up until I got to the stadium that I had never checked. I had never walked through general admissions. I didn't know how to get into the stadium besides my normal route of just walking through the front door. And it was so, it was such a shock, such a culture shock, such a, it was such a, it took me so like long to become acclimated to being in the crowd and just feeling people around me. And it was nothing but love. But like, I, I felt anxious not being on the field. So I had to, I went to the front of the, of the, of the stadium and was sitting in front of me, Art Latham were sitting, standing and sitting in front of the, the, like the end zones and we just watched I watched the game from there because it gave me the perspective that I was most used to watching the game from like ground zero and you know kudos on the lines they won and they definitely made it interesting in the end uh whoever the fuck whoever the fuck decided to have homecoming in the beginning of October with a game at three o'clock there's like 10 people who fell out 
they had to go get IVs in the ambulance. Like, homecoming is supposed to be chill. It's November. From here on out, November. We can all agree if this is an alumni thing and I got to pay dues to vote, someone hit me up, send me the information. I'll pay my dues so I can vote. Fucking ridiculous. I'm sweating my ass off out there. But it wasn't until like after the game when everyone's like out in the tailgate and the tailgates are, it's just a Greek show. Like we, I didn't know, I didn't know how, like I had never been to a concession stand before. There were so many firsts for me. And these concession stand lines were long as shit. But I, you know, I, I can't, I can't do that. You guys, efficiency, consistency, and food, these are three things that I will do the utmost for, and they kind of govern my lifestyle. I went up to the front of the line, saw this this older lady. She was, she was clearly an alumni. She said something about she had been here, 60, her back of her shirt said something like 60th, 61st, uh, 61st home, first homecoming. I was like, Jesus Christ. Been to homecoming 61 times? Or is it, uh, uh, is it a class of 61? I don't know what it was. Whichever one. It's amazing either way. But it couldn't have been 61 because we were established in 72. So, has it been six years since 72? So why do you do the math? Do the math. She'd been there a long ass time. Period. And... I just, like, I walked up to her. She was reaching in her purse to grab some. I just pulled out some money, said, hey, whatever this costs, plus whatever the two waters cost, what is it? Keep the change. And there was a group of kids. They had to be sophomores, juniors. I'm not juniors, probably sophomore, freshmen. Definitely sophomore, freshmen. And one of the one of the girls said to the dude, that's he big ball right there. Literally me just pulling out like $20 to pay for three bottles of water and whatever the hell else they wanted. Big baller. And she says, how, she says, how did you get money like that? And I, without missing the beat, the yard made me. How, what, it came out so quick, so real is because it, it, it's the truth, man. And I hope that 10 years, when they come back, hopefully sooner, five, six years, they can continue to bless somebody else. And that was what I was talking about with the whole homecoming vibe. Whatever it takes, man. No one goes home hungry. No one goes home sleep. No one doesn't have a bed to sleep in. Like, we we got your back. Someone got your back. I got your back. Ended up... Finishing the game, tailgate, out there, having a good time. And that's when it kind of just hit me. Like, that's when I saw everybody. And, like, literally, not even people, like, I fucked with. These were, like, people I went to class with and never spoke to. And I saw them, and I was like, you went, you were in pre-cal with me my sophomore year. Hey. And you have to acknowledge these people now because you're so far removed. That... They're there. And obviously they care. And just to be able to have conversations, like starting a friendship off of initial contact from 10 years ago, six years ago, to be like, what? 
yeah, I used to cheat off of you all the time. That's what I said. <laughs> I used to cheat off your test all the time. To be able to start conversations like that. Like, hey, tell me how your business is going. Great. I see your YouTube videos. You're really inspiring. Don't stop. That's what I'm telling people. Like, we we see you. We see you. Everyone's watching you. We 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 might not be able to be on the P's and Q's of cutting events, but your people are watching you. They got you. They support you. So many handshakes, so many hugs, so many business cards exchanged. I ran out. And it was just a lot of love. But with that love, and I think it's super important that I talk about this, like with that with that full heart of love that I had, a lot of people that I expected to, like, you know, I'm always going to have my true blues, like Ayla, Art, you know, all of them. They always going to be there. I, I literally could hate Ayla's guts one day, one day, and then the next we could be laughing hysterically about, like, me not mis- misinterpreting the information. Or like she, I could, like she literally was blackmailing me the whole part, the whole time at homecoming, or how I had to wrestle her for her car keys. You ain't slick. I saw you walk out. Um, but I think it's super important that you also get, you get, you take whatever you take from homecoming, you leave an equal amount of negative behind and you don't leave it for the people you don't leave it for the the program you leave it there because the UAPB the yard can handle it there's not too many places in this world where you can deposit your negative energy without fear of affecting the environment of that place and I it, whether I want to believe it or not I was able to do that here. People would, people like, you haven't seen somebody in XYZ years and you want your candid. You want to spend time with them. You want, you want your situation to revolve past just being on the internet. Your homeboy constantly hitting you up. You guys always talk. You guys try and keep face and you, build and build and build and work and like you grind together and then when it's time for y'all to actually go out and kick it and have a good time and enjoy the, the, the fruits of your labor they put you they play you to the wayside they don't let they won't they don't let you in they opt out to people who weren't there for them when it really mattered you know to kick it with people who inspire you or whatever the situation might be is one thing. But to kick it with someone and in order for you to kick with someone, you have to lie your way out of it. It's cold. That's cold. It's unnecessary too. That girl didn't hit you back up. It's not because she didn't want to you know, see you. She had other priorities. It's time to leave her in the past. It's all right, guys. Homeboy, your kid, your your boy used to kick it with every week. 
Y'all, y'all never went to the calf without each other. Them days are over with. You got your own grocery list now. You buy your own groceries. You can cook your own food in your own house. 20 friends can't be friends for 20 years. And I'm so happy I didn't waste 20 years trying to figure that out. It only took me six. But I'm happy that it's over with now. And it's not a hate like, damn, I lost a good friend. Because were you really a good friend? What constitutes being a good friend? What makes you feel? What does it mean to be someone's friend? Just being able to take a picture with them? Is that all you need to be someone's friend? Or maybe because you you actively try and call them. But what do you add to them? My friends gave me, my real friends at UAPB, on that yard, Aaron Hintz, LA, seeing all of them, praise me, congratulate me, love me, Art, Latham, OD, Ayla, like, filling my heart with the, like, I didn't know how much I missed these people. I didn't know how removed I was from Pine Bluff and how it was affecting me. How much energy did I waste on people who I thought were my friends? And that kind of upset me. But it was something that I had to get off my shoulders and it felt good. It felt good not to have to worry anymore. Like you, you will honestly be stressed out, worried about how this person feels. And now to know that you don't have to worry about that, that is freedom. And as a person who needs nothing and wants for nothing, I'm content with that. Very much. Jen was there. Quisha was there. I literally was talking to Quisha throughout the whole entire party and how I, like I missed her. Jen, Jen, Jen lives down the street from me probably. I live out here. Like Jen lives down the street from me. I told her I'll see her at Howard's homecoming. Like we keep missing each other. But the intention is there. It's not like promises were made like, oh, I'm going to see you. When we see, we know what to do. Got to see my boy Steve, Doc. Out here doing his damn thing. Your past is your past. Your future is unknown. You can control how things will be done today. And it felt good. It, it, going home reminded me of a person I used to be. How people used to see me. And now what I've become. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm proud of the person I am today. And I'll continue to grow on it. And if you should if you go to go to homecoming for anything, I think it's important to go to homecoming to kind of use it as a ladder or a marker rather, like an indicator. Not so much for like, oh, this is this is where like just a a brief reminder. 
Because people will tell you their fondest memories of you. They'll tell you things about yourself you've forgotten. The good times, the bad times, the straight, ugly ones too. They'll rub you in it. And based on how you handle those situations today will be an indicator of your growth or regression. And I think that's what homecoming did for me. It gave me a mirror. And it also gave me the reflection of the people who standing with me. And I like that reflection. <laughs> All my pictures, I'm smiling. And I can't help myself. My STEM kids are growing up. Man, like, my heart was truly full of love. And, you know, I hope they win. The, I hope they go to the SWAC championships. So I have another reason to go back. I, I'm truly excited. But once again, rules still apply. If next year they're at 500 or above, I will be back. Win, keep winning lines, keep fighting. You guys have a heart. I didn't really see anybody that reminds me of the old days, but this isn't for me. It's for you guys. So keep fighting. And as a person who made it once upon a time, you can do it too. But if you're not into the whole HBCU thing, I get it. I have more content. Like, share, subscribe. You see them, go to them. Learn them. Love them. Let me know what you think. Talk about me. Talk to me about homecoming. If you went to a homecoming, if you're going to a homecoming, let me know what it's like. Tell me what homecoming is for you. I haven't been to homecoming in six years. So this really ran deep for me. But that's just me. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. This has been the Identity Booth. As always, your host, Hero. I love you guys. Check out all the content below. Um, it is now 1.34, so let's get home to the next one. To the next one.